Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of RTA of Podcast. Thanks for being here. This week, we've got AJ Davis on the podcast. AJ is a muralist, sculptor, painter, and bronze caster based in Denver, Colorado. We talk about AJ's time in art school at the CU Boulder. We talk about his project, Street Gold Project, <laughs> where he works with artists and does cool bronze casts of like spray paint caps, spray paint bottles, lots of cool things like that. We talk about the importance of time management and we even have a new segment called Visionary Haiku that AJ so kindly indulged me with. Uh, We basically take these things called visionary magnets and make haikus out of them. They're refrigerator magnets made by a group called Post Jaded based out of North Carolina. So shouts to them and shouts to AJ for giving us a lot of value in this podcast. Hope you all enjoy it. Here we go. Go. And we're live. And we're live. What's up, man? Chilling, so, dude. AJ Davis, welcome to RTAF. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So uh, your name's Andrew, also, right? Strong. 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 Yeah. We What's discovered that together. What's the J? Is it Jordan? Uh, Jesus. 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 Yeah. Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Get closer to the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Jesus. Davis. Davis. Nice, dude. Andrew it, Davis Jr. I'm a second. My dad uh, couldn't be original, so uh, I have his name too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, man. Well, yeah, again, thanks for coming on. Um, so you're an artist, obviously. Um, right now, from what I've seen on Instagram and from knowing you, like you're pretty heavy into the murals right now, right? Oh, man, it's... Uh, it's been such a blessing this year. Yeah. I've got to paint so much and uh it feels good. Nice. Nice. Um but you also work with like like bronze, right? Yeah, yeah, I do a bunch of uh metal fabrication, casting, mm-hmm. um a lot of sculpture work. Um I have actually a degree, a fine art degree in sculpture. Oh, word. Um so that's kind of my foundation and you know in a lot of ways have shaped who I am as an artist today. Mm. Um, but you know, painting big walls around the world is the dream. So we're yeah. trying to make it happen. That's like the rock star lifestyle of a visual artist is, is being a muralist. I feel like, Definitely. yeah, that's rad. Um, so you said you went to school. I did indeed. For art. Uh, yeah, that's wow. the one. You're one of the rare people I've interviewed that, I mean, I think just majority wise, like most of our friends are just like, yeah, I'd, started doing this when I was like 20 or whatever and worked at it. And, uh, I know definitely some have had formal education, but, um, how did that all get started for you? You know, where'd you go to school? All that good backstory stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have a degree from CU Boulder. Oh, nice. Um, I graduated in 2013 and, you know, I'm so thankful for that opportunity and that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, higher education teaches you so much about yourself mm-hmm. and how to operate. 
Right. You know, you develop those that self-discipline and that work ethic that I think is so key to making a living as an artist. Yeah. And you know, I'm in um, a shit ton of student loan debt from that, <laughs> that venture, but we're making it happen. Yeah. Um, I was making paintings when I went to college mm-hmm. and I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do. I actually applied to the business school oh, okay. um, and I didn't get in. So I was like taking a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and I remember actually seeing some kid walking around campus with this big canvas. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yo, man, there's, there's fucking painting classes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went home and signed up for some art classes um, nice. for the next semester. Nice. And I was taking some painting classes and it was just like, you know, I, I had the epiphany that it's, I can make paintings anytime I want to. So right. why should I be paying money to, you know, learn how to paint? Mm-hmm. Um, and started getting into sculpture, caught a job at the metal shop. Nice. Um, you know, started learning some welding and things, basic fabrication skills. And, um, you know, it led into a really fulfilling diversity in, in my art life. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're at CU Boulder. You didn't exactly know what you wanted to do. Thank God you didn't get into business school, by the way. Oh, like, yeah, you know. I think the world is better for it, maybe. Definitely. I mean, although, like, business is a huge part of the art game, it's like, you know, I don't know. They don't really offer, like, art business classes, do they? Or is that a thing? You know, I'm like not too sure. Cool. Academia is kind of uh, full of itself in so many ways. <laughs> sure. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll ever go back to, you know, um, exploring a higher education. Mm -hmm. Definitely thankful for, you know, having gotten undergrad degree. I think it shaped me in so many ways that are key to how I operate for sure. Yeah. Um, surviving on Santiago's breakfast burritos and taking in the flat iron view every day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, man, CU is an interesting place. Academia is so conceptual, Mm -hmm. you know, all the art is just like, which is, it's important. It's important mm-hmm. to consider your ideas and how they align with current events in the world. And like, you know, it's good to be thoughtful about what you're doing. Right. Um, but just so much gets, you know, passed, passed off mm-hmm. as like art. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, in my mind, good art is a blend of, you know, technical ability mm. um, as well as conceptual you know, it's, it's, it's a healthy balance between the two, but I've always been attracted to very technically refined works. Actually, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think my work kind of, kind of expresses that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, um, a little obsessive, compulsive, a little too much for my own good, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I like clean lines, saturated color and like, <laughs> you know, well done things. Yeah. Yeah. I think like art that gets too conceptual is like, it's just no fun. You know, it's just, it can be a mess and they can be like, this is about, you know, the shitty parts of capitalism. And if you just have a little paragraph next to like something that doesn't really make sense, then like you're good. But then, <laughs> but then like also on the Your flip side of that, have to have an explanation, you know? Right. Yeah. It should be like, here's the art. Enjoy. Definitely. You know, it's like your meal doesn't come with like a little, paragraph if you're like at a five-star restaurant or whatever they're not like check this meal out this is a comment oranges come first yeah (laughs) and then you can move on yeah yeah. french fries ketchup yeah last but then like on on the flip side of that too if like you're too technical it can feel like a little rigid and like also not fun you know I'm all hopped up on M&Ms and green tea right now. <laughs> and I, I like to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, back to, like, your uh, your multimedia expression. Like, what's what does that do for you as an artist? Like, having sort of different outlets to express yourself visually. What's the appeal in that? I can't imagine how any artist makes their living solely doing one thing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine trying to make my living just painting. Right. You know, not only is that like extremely intensive, Mm -hmm. um, but you got to keep it diverse, man. You got to switch it up for your your own sake. Right. Um, 
you know, I, I have kind of three studios, mm-hmm. um, three home studios. I have my garage that's a metal shop. I have a jewelry metal smithing studio. And then I have my painting studio. Nice. And then like graphic and CAD work. Mm. Um, so, you know, between all those different practices, I keep myself very inspired and, you know, constantly switching it up and exploring different processes and media. It just, um, it keeps it all very interesting for me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It like kind of helps you not get too much of tunnel vision or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, painting murals is incredible because it gets you outside. It gets you interacting with the community. Mm -hmm. It's, it's gifting the community with work. There's so many layers that are like beautiful to painting murals. Yeah. Um, Canvas painting, canvas painting for me is, it's like, it's just for fun. Mm -hmm. Like I've, you know, definitely taking my work seriously. Right. Um, but I don't really try to like sell my canvas paintings too much. I, uh, you just do them for you. I'm doing them for me. Yeah. And, and all the other, so you have like multiple streams of income. Definitely. With, with what you're doing. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. I mean, you know, the mural work, (laughs) steady streams of income <laughs> let's yeah. talk about that yeah yeah <laughs> no no um oh, we you can. can make a great living as an artist sure and sure. there is so much money in circulation like you should never you know take on the ideology that there isn't enough right because right. like it's you know you there's, can hustle hard and make some cash there's someone out there right now who wants you to paint their wall yeah absolutely there's someone out there right now who wants to buy your t-shirt or I think resco said i was listening to that podcast the other mm-hmm. day he's like uh for every one person that doesn't necessarily want it there are 10 people that do right and like it's it's important to like maintain that that yeah. focus yeah it's like oh all right no worries moving yeah. on to the next yeah and that's something that i'm learning constantly or just like being reminded of you know like you really got to poke around and kind of figure your way out and try to get your work out there and yeah. to to sell your work and to sell yourself a little bit too in the I process. I mean, if you're not promoting on all layers of your own capability and, you know, cold calling and yeah. seeking out jobs, like yeah. they're not coming. Right. Like, they're not you, just going to fall in your lap. You got to find the work before the work comes. Yeah. And, you know, there are times that, that the ball's rolling and jobs, jobs seem to just be coming in. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting an email every other day or someone hits you up for something. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like most of my mural work is cold called situations, right. me walking into a business and being like, Hey, here's what I do. Check out some of this work. Yeah. I'd love to make something beautiful for you. Yeah. Where you were telling me like a couple of weeks ago, um, that you were working on this one business for like six months. Yeah. I just painted it. Yeah. Um, that dispensary herbal cure right off uh-huh. of, um, Logan and I-25. And wasn't it like you kept calling and you you would get like a manager or like, um, you know, someone who works there, but then finally one day you talked to the owner. Yep. Yep. Finally got in touch yeah. with the owner and, um, you know, I had talked to so many different people. Hi, uh, <laughs> can I pitch you wall? <laughs> you know, you guys like paint, yeah. you like paintings, art, something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, dude, I've been calling them for for months for sure and um you know finally got in touch and just painted it a couple weeks ago you catch it southbound on i-25 right when you go over broadway um but i'm stoked on that wall you know it's so weird too like like painting murals and things and like you know just imagining the spots that you want to paint and you know every time i drive i'm like i'm looking for spots that's all i do um and it's like, whether it be like, you know, checking out that billboard for several right, months before yeah. you like, <laughs> go get it. <laughs> yeah. Will you tell people about that? I think that's pretty fucking cool what you did, uh, like the with the, the current or the stork billboard. I mean, my roots are, you know, not necessarily in graffiti and letters, mm-hmm. but you know, I've been a midnight ninja for years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I love painting. Painting at night's a different experience. You know, rolling up on an abandoned barn, 
at night that you've never been to before but you've seen from the road yeah yeah it's like a whole different experience and yeah it's it's something special too like spending spending time and creative energy with these like historical landmarks and spaces that like who knows the story behind them right but um you know and i'm not i'm not promoting people to go out and and paint fucking whatever they want to yeah. I, you know use your best judgment if you know it's it's an acceptable spot to paint mm-hmm. um you know some things are better left untouched right you know yeah, just sure. just for their own sake yeah having a um, little discretion is always nice but i mean if you're stoked on the spot and it's going to rock hard then maybe you should yeah you should give yeah. it a go <laughs> yeah doesn't seem like anyone's using it yeah yeah probably go for it yeah it's got a nice cement wall or something like yeah um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about, uh, Project Street Gold. Um, Project Street Gold is a traditional casting initiative aimed at collaborating with street artists and muralists. Nice. Um, so I work with artists to make limited, ed- limited edition series of cast bronze sculpture. Okay. Um, sculpture and jewelry. And it's about four years in the works um, I've worked with some of my heroes in the game. Nice. Um, I just released, right before COVID, released a pendant with Nichos. Oh, nice. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was, you know, he was at the top of the list from the start. Absolutely. Like, um, and that, that's a funny story, you know, meeting meeting him in Bali pretty <laughs> serendipitously. Oh, really? Um, nice. And connecting with him. Pitching. Tell me about that. <laughs> Well, Amanda and I were, I, I went out to Bali to meet up with my partner, Amanda. Um, and we were traveling from Chenggu to Abud mm-hmm. and we were taking an Uber and we passed this dude on this moped and I was like, that looks like fucking nachos. <laughs> She's like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, I hopped on, hopped on the Insta jam and like he was in Bali yeah, and I had done this graffiti shop a favor because I I hit him up before I traveled out there to make sure we could get paint and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Hey man, these import fees are crazy on fat caps. Mm-hmm. Can you bring me some fat caps?" And I was like, "Dude, I got you." Yeah, bought yeah, yeah. a you know fatty thousand bag of NY fats and brought it to him. Um, super hyped, and I hit him up and I was like, "Yo, has Nitro's been rolling through the shop? I'm seeing he's doing a bunch of painting." Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Oh yeah, dude." He's actually going to be working on a painting here. Oh, I was nice. like, yo, man, hit, hit me up when he rolls through. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, he hits me up. I go down and introduce myself to Nichos and kind of play it cool and just like, yeah, yeah. you know, let yeah. him let him do his thing, not trying right. to hassle the dude. Um, but I gifted him some little castings, little Project Street Cold castings of, you nice. know, little fat caps and things. Uh-huh. He was stoked on them. Um, you know, he's like, oh, we should do some painting. Hit me up. Um, didn't end up doing any painting with him, but, uh, we had a steak dinner and I got oh, nice. to, got to pitch him on the project nice. and he was hyped on it and, Sweet. uh, took a lot of logistics working with, uh, his manager cause you know, he's kind of hands off in a lot of, in a sure. lot of his work. Sure. Um, I mean, I feel like once you get kind of at that level, that big, you can kind of delegate a few tasks definitely that take up a lot of time and he's got a lot on his plate, you know, yeah. he, um, he's pretty much solely responsible for rabbit eye and keeping Mm. that whole, you know, that whole gallery in Vienna and Mm -hmm. brand afloat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's employing several people and things, so he's got to, he's got to keep his head down and, you know, can't really be dealing with logistics. Right. But took forever to like get approval on it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, we made it happen. Super stoked on the, the process or the product rather. What, the what was the final product? Um, he designed this little heart pendant mm-hmm. that was like cut to show the anatomy of the inside of the heart. Wow. And then we cast 250 and gold plated them. Nice. As a limited edition uh, Did you release. Sell out? Um, I think they have sold out on them. If not, I'm pretty sure they're getting close. Yeah, yeah. But they're sold exclusively, exclusively through, through Rabbit Eye. Okay. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, I did everything I could to try to get Project Street Gold on the, you know, just on the card. Right, right. They couldn't even get a hype post. Really? Yeah. It was just kind of a bummer, but whatever. It happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling sometimes. Um, 
but yeah, yeah let's let's pivot back to you were talking about we were kind of discussing about dancing around the idea of like how valuable time is what do you what are like do you have any time management routines or, or, or things that uh that you do man amanda amanda wolf my partner she's so good with scheduling shouts 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 <laughs> baby um she's so good with like scheduling and note taking and like yeah so organized digitally yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all right here baby yeah <laughs> i keep it up top and i don't know yeah. how i operate same but like you know i'm working on so many different projects that every day I wake up and I know the things I need to do. Yeah. And I slowly just do them. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm, I, I'm a workaholic for sure. Mm-hmm. I find my relaxation in working. Yeah. Um, so I'm always doing something, which, yeah. you know, maybe isn't the most healthy thing. Um, but it's, it, it's what keeps me happy and inspired. So I yeah. feel, I feel good about it. Yeah. It's always nice to have like another mind that you're linked up with in such a way especially someone as organized as amanda to where like they can kind of like remind you like hey did you do that thing you were talking about oh yeah she's on it yeah and you know we're we're starting to do more work and stuff together and like it's uh it's nice to have her on my team (laughs) that's that's for sure yeah yeah it was a big uh it was a big thing for me to even write down like questions which i've been trying to do like you like in the past i've just sort of gone into interviews like see where this goes yeah you know and and now i'm like well it might be nice to have a bit of a roadmap to like no it's good it's good to uh a roadmap isn't a bad thing you should always have a roadmap for whatever you're doing even if it's just mentally strategic plan like that's the art art is a very strategic gamble is what you're doing with your time gonna sustain you right then if not you might want to switch it up yeah um if if it's not working you have to find out where those flaws are yeah exactly and i think that's the biggest hurdle that a lot of right brain people have to face i know it 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 is and was for me more was now than is which is good Mm. but it's it's to lay out a strategy and to have like the ability to switch it up yeah and not be too attached to whatever it is whether it's like a certain social media platform or a way that you've gone about selling paintings in the past you know i think that's a really important thing to touch on is like art can feel you know you can feel so attached to the things you're making yeah because you're spending so much time and passion and energy doing it sure um it's important to like develop those boundaries of you know whatever you're doing i I think that's why i love mural work the most is because it's like it's it's a gift it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's not holding on to this canvas for the next seven years right you know right like hoarding materials it's literally out there in the open yeah, and it'll probably get painted over you know if history tells us anything it's it's ephemeral in so many ways and it's like that that exploration of you know making work and letting it go and letting it be is like something i think is really important for sure yeah um i've never actually had too much of a problem with like letting the work go you know like but yeah that that doing a mural just takes it to a whole new level you know and you're just like well hopefully this will stay up for some time yeah. Somebody will enjoy please, it. Yeah. Please rock for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. Um, Yo, I would love to. Um, so we're chilling in yeah. the Museum of Outdoor Arts to, podcast studio. Yeah. Oh, we're, yes. MOA. Yeah, Shouts. MOA. They're the best. Um, I just actually today is the very last day on my contract with them as their artist fellow for their wow. design and build program. So That's, it's kind of some serendipity or synchronicity or whatever it's crazy because we had a ton of projects lined up um for this fellowship and um we literally we installed this crosswalk in inglewood this morning Mm -hmm. um nice that i designed got got my own personal crosswalk really (laughs) gerard and broadway go check it out talk about that like um with metal is it kind of like a cad 
thing and then it was graphically designed on yeah, illustrator yeah. and then it's thermoplastic so like the you know like the bars on crosswalk the white bars yeah, that yeah. they like melt into the asphalt oh, it's a nice. uh, colored thermoplastics um but i Sweet. got a, i got a moon design down over there nice but it's crazy because like literally all our projects we've we finished on the very last day and we're doing a podcast and we're today. doing a podcast holy shit um Yes. But MOA is amazing. Such an incredible crew of people that, you know, is dedicated to supporting arts. Um, it's been such an incredible privilege um, and honor to work with them. Yeah. Um, so the design and build program is kind of like a summer internship program mm-hmm. where undergrads and emerging artists can come and take this course with, um, you know, another emerging established artist mm-hmm. who's kind of leading the course or whatever it's like an apprenticeship kind of ish it's more of like is it more like a class it's kind of like a class but it's kind of like a collaborative class yeah, yeah. it's like we're all working to, together to create a body of work totally. um and with covid obviously that fell through sure fell through the floor there um and we were able to pivot into some amazing projects that I'm super proud of, and it couldn't have worked out honestly any better. Um, I almost didn't take the the position with the museum because I had so much FOMO about not painting mm-hmm. and you know spending my time here. Right, right. And it you know it evolved into just painting. Really. Um, and we were working on some place making projects with the city of Inglewood. Okay. Um, some vinyl wrapped traffic boxes and, oh, cool, cool. uh, two creative crosswalks. Nice. One of which the city designed and then one of which I designed. Nice. Um, but then we, with the traffic boxes, we, uh, supported six, um, museum alumni artists to create, you know, some designs for the, the vinyl wraps. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know the museum's incredible. If if you ever get the chance and you're listening, they're located in um, Inglewood off of Santa Fe and Hampton. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a gallery space here. There's a Robert Rauschenberg exhibit for the next. Well, it it got extended from COVID, so I think it's up for a year. Nice. Um, so you for know him. if you're into <laughs> Rauschenberg's work, you know he's definitely an incredible artist who explored so many different styles of creating work and media yeah and just you know his over his lifetime he he was exposed to so many different art periods i've I've actually never heard of him which is fair enough yeah did you go to art school no well so i took psychology in college and i got it you never took any art history no that's probably why yeah (laughs) you would know yeah otherwise yeah well um yeah but the museum's amazing their collection of work is you know very expansive they have a ton of sculpture um scattered throughout inglewood and colorado Mm -hmm. um they're building a sculpture garden over at fiddler's green which is awesome um when's the last time you were at fiddler's have you ever been there never been that's i I don't make it down to this part of denver very much yeah yeah because i live just south of boulder and north Mm. of denver and so, um, yeah, I, I wanted to comment on that. It's super nice out here. Like when you turn from Santa Fe onto Hampton and mm. I was not expecting this place to be this big, yeah. but it's like huge and it's definitely like a museum. There's some crazy history to this building. We don't have to get into it, but, um, Inglewood's a cool spot. You know, we don't, we don't live too far from here and, um, I have one of the you know, best art setups I've had in, in my career right now. And it's, you know, yeah, yeah. it's been, it's been super good during COVID and everything to just have the studio space and be able to kind of go yeah. inside. And so what do you provide them? What do they provide you? Like the they're museum. giving, yeah, they're giving you, or yeah, I know it's coming to a close, but, yep, yep. but as a fellow, they give you studio space and like a learning experience opportunity. Um, it was, so we had a contract and various projects that, um, you know, they financially compensated me for, um, my time with them. Nice. And, you know, very thankful that we were able to seamlessly shift, 
our initiative from the design and build program into all the projects that we did at Fiddler's. Yeah. Um, so we painted four murals at Fiddler's, mm-hmm. um, three of which are collaborations. Yeah. Um, I had a collaboration with Anna Sharney on the west facing entrance i love that mural oh man i'm so hyped the one on with it. the owl right yep yep yeah. so, so the great horned owl has lived underneath the stage of fiddlers for years really every off season it you know it finds its refuge there nice um and so you know to be able to to honor the the local wildlife that's like you know me i'm a, I'm a bird man yeah yeah <laughs> i wanted to ask you about why birds like i'm a bird man too like yeah yeah personally but what is that? Is that like your spirit animal? I mean, birds got? are like the gateway drug to bird. I mean, birds of prey are the gateway drug to birding. You know, they're yeah, yeah, big, yeah. beautiful birds that are like sure. dynamic and interesting. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I've grown up in Colorado and, yeah. you know, living on the front range, there's, there's such a big diversity of birds and birds of prey. Mm-hmm. And I've always taken an interest in them. Um, Yo, and I saw a pelican here like the first week I was in Denver. <laughs> what you doing here, homie? I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, oh my God, go home. Yeah, you know, I was like, man, the weed out here is so strong. <laughs> no, I, but yeah, there's, there's pelicans as well as like, you know, just like hawks, great horned owls. I saw Wonder, some bald eagles in my old neighborhood. Sick. Yeah. So rad, man. I, big fan. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Uh, America, you know? Yeah. Uh. Well, so we did the Great Horned Owl with Anna. Um, yeah. And then I got an opportunity to paint with Alexandria Pangburn, mm-hmm. who, um, you know, she's she's such an amazing artist too. Shout, shouts. Shouts. She's, uh, she organized Babe Walls, which is going on this weekend. Nice. Um, an all-ladies mural festival in Westminster. Shouts, Babe Walls. Oh, yep. that's pretty close to me. Dude, you should go check yeah, it out. I'm We're going go tomorrow. You're going tomorrow. Nice. Yep, yep, we'll hit you up. Sweet. Um, Everybody I'm really else excited. Come out too. Yep, roll on out. I'll, maybe I'll release this tomorrow then. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Drop it. You should because uh, I think all the ladies will be wrapping up like Sunday, Monday, okay. maybe even Sunday. So it would okay. be awesome to uh, get people to check yeah. that out. Yeah. Either way, when uh, whenever this releases, go check out Bay Walls, Westminster. Yeah. Go Minister. check out all the work. Yeah. Um, yeah, we ran into Lindy this morning at Guy Reeves getting paint. Amanda and I are about to start a big wall, so I'm stoked on. Oh, sweet. Where? Um, here in Inglewood. Ah, Twin nice. Dragons. Twin Dragons? Yeah, it's a Chinese restaurant. Okay. And we're about to paint some dragons. I'm oh, sick. pretty hyped. Yeah. I'm um, a big uh, dragon fan. Yeah. Well. Oh, Just like yeah. anything that flies, pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. The, no doubt. Yeah. Wings, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> you got wings? Uh, sweet. But I've got to paint a red tail hawk on the other entrance with Alex. Yeah. Um, And... Uh, those murals just like working with those ladies was just you know i've worked alongside them for years and many different events and Mm -hmm. to have the opportunity to work with them was uh you know incredibly just just an incredible experience for sure um and then i painted the box office i painted a little robin for um in loving memory of my grandma carol oh nice um and then another collaboration with this woman, Revan, who's creating this like glass mosaic installation up the VIP staircase. Oh, right. And then I did the entryway to like kind of highlight all the colors she was using in hers. Nice. Um, but man, Fiddlers is dope. They sell out at 17,000. It's double Red Rocks. Yeah. It's a it's real, double Red Rocks. It's double Red Rocks, which is like crazy. You wouldn't think it. I thought Red Rocks. Oh, held at least 10 they're like eight eight yeah okay um okay. but fiddlers but, is doing some really cool stuff because yeah. we we have all these new murals up there now um they're building the sculpture garden which houses this whole alice in wonderland um bronze collection that mm-hmm. was imported from italy in the 80s oh, cast rad. and made in italy and imported here to colorado nice um yeah, like That's I mentioned rough. to you, the museum owns Fiddlers, mm-hmm. um, and they're doing some really cool stuff there. I encourage when concerts are a thing again, yeah, go check out a show at Fiddlers and check out some of the visual art initiatives they're up to because, like, it's it's rad. There's nice. no other venue like it, you know, yeah. doing doing that to the level that, um, you know, the museums contributing to the grounds at Fiddlers. That's so cool when 
there are like institutions that are actively supporting artists out there. Like we need more of that. So well, shouts out museum. You know, the museum Outdoor has been arts. involved in a couple of different mural, you know, initiatives in some ways. Um, and I think it's kind of fallen on the back burner because mm-hmm. they, you know, they've invested in a lot of bronze and sculpture work, and some amazing works. Sure. Um, there's a Pomodoro over near Fiddler's that's like, you can spin it, it's kinetic, but it's giant, what? this giant bronze, and it's just like, um, I mean, I don't even know how much that thing's worth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, doing these Hefty. murals at Fiddler's got the team so excited about mural work. It's, um, you know, I hope to see them involved in some more mural work in the future, because nice. it's definitely, you know, mural, the contemporary mural movement is like a big thing. Yeah. It's, it's hot. It's hot. It's so hot right now. <laughs> um, but like you know, it's it's outdoor art. Yeah, they've you know they I I want to see them get involved in some more mural work. So I'm excited to like you know help maybe inspire a little a little more of that direction. Oh yeah, awesome man. Um, let's see what else did I want to ask you about here? Oh yeah, do you have um, any practices outside of art that keep you focused or you just like wake up brush your teeth art like um you know i feel like i'm less physically active in like activities these yeah, days yeah. yeah uh you know quarantine we got out and uh did some hiking some mm-hmm. mushroom foraging yeah yeah um treasure hunting yeah. <laughs> big fan of treasure hunting yeah <laughs> um, do you have the metal detector i should yeah Dude, go all in. Yeah, got to get that. I'll go. Let's, um, let's do it. You know, Amanda and I were trying to figure out, you know, some mountain biking, but that shit's hard and scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never actually done it, like, down a mountain. I've yeah. I've had a mountain bike or whatever, but... I mean, you know, I, I grew up skateboarding. I was raised at the skate park. Really? Um, That's awesome. I, I've broken too many bones for my own good totally and so like skateboarding scares me nowadays i still you know i still love skating and i i cruise for sure and i can still bust a a kickflip or a double but like what's up (laughs) yeah you got any video let's go yeah dude i'll do a kickflip right now (laughs) no no um i've all well i've always been afraid of skateboarding so skateboarding's dangerous and terrifying (laughs) don't don't get into it as an adult at least yeah like a 35 year old man yeah. gets into skateboarding Probably for the first time not a good idea nah. buddy no thanks um yeah just I like my hands my, yeah the hands are just too too important yeah to be fucking around with a skateboard yeah um you know i rock climb for years and i still get out <coughs> bless me. you god thank you bless you sir yeah it's um, not covid trying to stay active you know i do my push-ups and sit-ups so that that keeps me there you go keeps me going and really mural need. work dude mural work yeah, is it's, crossfit and a half that's kind of what i was uh <clears throat> veering the conversation towards was like i don't think people realize how fucking hard it is physically to yeah. create a mural oh yeah especially if you if you don't have a lift and you're using like 30 foot ladders or whatever scaffolding too like yeah, scaffolding. just climbing up yeah. and down and yeah. up and yeah you get your leg muscles and your back muscles like just i'm wearing working. a knee brace these days when i'm painting really just like, have you ever wore a knee brace i need to because i have like 40 percent of my meniscus cut out of my right knee oh you should be wearing a knee brace right now yeah all right <laughs> um you got any i just got a knee rec- brace recommendations fucking i'll send you the one i got okay sweet <laughs> but it's just like it does add some support. Yeah. It makes my legs feel better. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if like my knees are deteriorating yet. I'll probably, well, I'll need new knees at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm feeling better wearing it than when I'm not wearing it. Nice. And I've been doing a lot of painting. So it's like. Sweet. Um, yeah. It's yeah, probably trying to take care, that. trying to take care of myself too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. I mean, after my knee surgery, like it's been like five years now, but I, I just made it a point to, to do like stretching, like yoga and a little bit of strength training here and there, yep, a little yep. bit of running, you know, I think that like once I had that, uh, that injury, it kind of like shocked me into the realization that, oh yeah, like I'm mortal, you know, I'm not invincible. <laughs> Andrew. I'm not <laughs> strong. <laughs> I'm not 18 anymore, man. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a thing, you know? And so I always like to get people's take on like, kind of, you know, if there's any sort of like activity or, or, or something besides art that either keeps your mind, your body, your spirit, right? You know? Yeah. You know, working from home, um, I do a lot of cooking. Yeah. Um, cooking. You know, Amanda great. and I eat pretty healthy, which is, you know, I love that time to just like, to just, you know, cooking food is a meditation. Sure. And it's like the best meditation because it's you get deliciously to it rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always kind of think of painting sometimes as like, is like cooking, like, like in terms up. of like mixing elements and even mixing the physical paint and just like flipping your canvas yeah yeah <laughs> flip it upside down get that the angle of it right you know sometimes you gotta let it marinate overnight you're like what do i do next there you go marinate oh that's a, that's a good analogy on painting thanks man thank you <laughs> i just uh i recently got a damascus blade whoa so you're sword fighting now. hot dog am i wait ever. is that like the that's no i'm thinking of a scimitar what's a damascus blade a scimitar is okay so maybe i am thinking of damascus blade uh, it might it's like be kind of like curved sword that's like gonna oh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, you're yeah. saying diablo 2 my dude uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not okay what what damascus kind of damascus is a type of forging where they like uh-huh. um fold steel okay to create it it creates patterns in the steel but it also makes it a lot stronger isn't that how they make samurai swords yeah yeah okay definitely cool. it's a classic is like it a japanese Hattori hanzo what are we talking about i mean it may as well be yeah okay i got it's even got its own case what <laughs> but dude so it's I've got been, the sheath been, and the case dude i've been cutting with dull knives for years okay this thing's a game changer nice highly recommend getting yourself a good knife nice i was like who are you playing at <laughs> the it's <camera>. the camera <laughs> hi um so yeah uh we're talking about knives i thought you were talking about a sword it's you a s- it's a goal of mine to um forge my own damascus blade okay have you, you ever said blade and i was just like swords dude yes let's go um but yeah. i mean i'm a i'm a big uh, metal nerd yeah, I, I love all things metal smithing, yeah. fabrication. So you took like iron pour classes and stuff in college, um, or no, no, dude, I learned more because I don't know shit about yeah, metal, yeah. Really, I caught a job working for an artist by the name of Josh Weiner, Mister Weiner shouts, shouts, Jay Weens, <laughs> Jay Weens. He's the man. Um, Josh and Madeline are incredible local legends. Um, Josh does a lot of public art fabrication, um, blending metalwork and stonework. Yeah. Um, and Madeline has been stone carving in the public sector for 50 years. Whoa. She's a powerhouse. Wow. You know, those stones this woman has carved are, they're so inviting and they're so beautiful. And like, she's, she's a major influence of who I am today. Nice. Like I attribute so much of so much of who I am as a professional artist to Josh and Madeline. Nice. I caught a job with him um, doing some fabrication on his work straight out of college. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was an incredible opportunity. So Um, you've never had like any shitty jobs? I mean, I've had shitty jobs. I've worked a job all my life. Okay. Um, But after college, I don't know that I've had many shitty jobs. Right, yeah, yeah. I was fabricating with Josh for a couple of years working um, in their shared studio where they were doing on one half of the studio was stone carving and the other half we were trying to do some metal fab in the midst of like dusty business, <sighs> which doesn't always go well. No. Okay. I'm um, trying to weld aluminum in like a dusty environment is no not bueno. ideal. Yeah. Um, I could see how that might be tough. Just seeing some of the work that was created in that studio was just like, you know, pushed me in so many ways to be, be a better artist. Um, but Josh was running out of work and he was like, man, you may need to think about something else. And, um, I had a buddy who was working as a patinor doing patinas on bronze sculpture at a, a foundry in Loveland. Nice. And he said, oh man, you should apply here. See, see what you can get. And, um, I ended up catching a welding position um welding nice. welding sculpture over at art castings for a couple years oh, and rad. yeah it was it was there that i learned the whole process of you know lost wax casting um have you ever been up to a foundry up there 
Never been to a foundry. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I highly recommend you take a trip to Loveland, Colorado, um, the casting capital of the Midwest, mm-hmm. and uh, go on a foundry tour. The work is incredible. I've seen some of the work for yep. sure. Just, but like when you're walking through the foundry, there are hundreds of sculptures, you know, everything from desktop to monumental. Right. Yeah. Um, nice. And it's just, it just gives you a whole another outlook on what's going on in the art world. Right. You know, we're, yeah. we're involved in this like painting community and things. We have and our own little bubble. We have yeah. our own little bubble. Reality and it's tunnel. amazing. P- dude, our bubble's crushing it. Yeah, it is for sure. But shouts to the Denver, Denver art community. Shouts. Y'all are crushing it, keeping me inspired. Um, But I I caught a job doing some uh, welding at the foundry, learned the ins and outs of uh, casting, and it was like apparent that, you know, I was seeing how successful some of these artists were. Yeah. And towards the end of that journey is when I established Project Streakold, and I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work with artists to make castings, and this is is what we're going to do. That's super dope. Um you know, shortly after I got into centrifuge casting and, you know, I got a little casting set up in my studio, but the casting shit out of metal is fucking cool, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't get much better. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to try it sometime. You should, man. Come yeah, on that... over, carve some wax. We'll cast something. Nice. Now that'll be something like a, a 35 year old could get into rather yeah. than skateboarding. Yeah. I mean, that's little, a little way, less dangerous. Co- way cooler hobby for a 35 year old. <laughs> it's a little (laughs) pricey but yeah i just like pictured myself like trying to be a skateboarder like with the bangs over the side of the face and like dude you guys you already got the look bro how old are you (laughs) um so yeah we can start getting close to wrapping it up yep yep one last question before we get into the visionary magnets uh (laughs) by the way i should go ahead and say this we're going to have a new segment from time to time on RTAF. Um, it's going to be called Visionary Haikus. And we're going to take Visionary Magnets, Shouts. Boom. And my guest and I are going to be making haikus. And so that'll be at the end of the show. Together to kind of wrap or separate. Things up. Are we doing this as a team or are we making our own? I'm I don't know. Maybe we should team up. Brother from another mother. Let's, Let's team do up. It. Double Andrew. All right. But okay. One last question real quick before yep, yep. we do that. Um, what does being RTAF mean to you? Living it, man. Yeah. Living it every day. Hell yeah. Um, staying woke <laughs> as fuck <laughs> in the art world, doing yeah, your yeah. thing, staying passionate, staying disciplined. Um, making work that challenges yourself um but not getting too cocky about it sure yeah <laughs> chill yeah. out yeah just, taking uh, your I, I always make this distinction between like taking your work seriously and then taking yourself seriously yeah and i think taking yourself seriously is you gotta let that go big pitfall there big big pitfall you're gonna let yourself down pretty hard if, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's not gonna be fun for anyone for no. you for anyone um so yeah i don't know how we'll do this logistically um but um never tried this so here we all go all right i think close your eyes and pick out the first one okay oh yeah okay let's see so then we can kind of build it off there if if you guys uh don't know haikus are japanese poems usually about nature okay ooh, good. i got some ooh, good ones there. started off ladies and gentlemen um so why don't i just take a handful out there you and go we'll yeah. sort through them okay cool cool okay yeah i think that's kind of what i what i had in i mind. think that's enough syllables for this haiku yeah you can, you, yeah you can stop let making me put a cheese mess. in there real quick <laughs> um yeah so haikus uh run in the pattern their poems they run a pattern of five and seven and five syllables each line First line is five. The first so magnet Andrew chose here was psychedelic. Of course. <laughs> Shouts RTAF, to... here we are, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so... Psychedelic. All right. Psy-ca-del-lic. So now we have to... Now you need a... You need a single syllable. You need a single syllable, because that was four. Oh, it's five, seven, five? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was seven, five, seven. Ooh, yeah. So find one of these small ones... 
That one Psychedelic looks... Post. Psychedelic Post. Psychedelic Post. Here, you, you start off the next yep, line. Yep, yep. Okay. Dissolve. Dissolve. So that's two. So now I've got five syllables to we work need, with. We need five. <laughs> Psychedelic Post. Psychedelic Post. Dissolve. Refrigerator. Refrigerator. Oh, boom. Yeah. Okay, wow. So each line so far <clears throat> has just two words. Wow. Let's hear uh, Wait, do you start this one off? Or No, let's go back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You let's can start it off again. Flip some of these over here. Yeah, we need, we need visuals on these. So these are really fun uh, to play, you know, at like, with at parties and on your fridge or leave a little message for your roommates or your partner um so that when they wake up in the morning they're like what does this mean pleasure 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 so that's two syllables okay i'm i'm gonna go with a single syllable i think pleasure Ooh. the <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay so that's three total now. Pleasure the physical. All right, let's read this. Psychedelic post. Dissolve refrigerator. Pleasure the physical. So there you have it, guys. That's our first uh, segment of Visionary <laughs> Haiku. And I thought it went well. Eh, not too bad. It uh, we could have done it's better. It's a little dicey. <laughs> yeah, we could do better. You know, I think these will get a little more smooth, or I'll just uh, do away with the whole segment uh, as as we go along. It's a it's it, a risky pitch. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, but this could suck. People could find it entertaining, and like look look right here, enlightenment avocado. All right, right here. That's good. That's the direction we want to go. Yeah, enlightenment avocado. <laughs> So, yeah, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, give people your handles where they can find you. All that good stuff. Um, just wrapped up my website for all my mural and painting work, um, ajdavisart.com. Nice. Instagram, ajdavisart, and um, Project Street Gold on Instagram as well. So uh, check that work out. Sweet, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Much coming love. On. Much love. Peace. Peace. Peace.